Welcome back to another episode of the Rag Report podcast, my daily bulletin show where I bring to you stories and insights from recruitment owners, advisors, suppliers, and even investors on how we can all navigate through this pandemic that is COVID-19. Today, I'm joined by Craig Springett. Craig is the founder of Big Fish Recruitment, BFR, um, which is a specialist London-based rec-to-rec, which has been just over a year old. Um, Craig's got an interesting story though because he's not he's not got a Rectorex background. He came from he worked for Forks and Reese for a long time and built teams in multiple divisions from education to social care to construction. Um, but he found that when he when he wanted to start a business, he didn't want to do it in any of those sectors. So he chose Rectorex. Um, I'm really interested to see what Craig's got to say about the journey he's had over the last year and how he's finding uh, the the current state of the recruitment market. Before I get into the conversation, I just want to mention a little message from our sponsor, Rise Recruitment Ventures. Rise are founded by Alex Elliott and John Coxon, who are two uh, industry heavyweights who've built and sold liquid personnel in 10 years and sold for over 20 million. They started Rise this year as a recruitment specialist investment business, helping new startups and early stage recruitment businesses grow and exit uh, in less than 10 years. So they're putting in both capital time, effort, and expertise to help people that they believe would probably be successful anyway, but be much, much more successful and much faster. They are looking at active investments right now. So if you're interested in finding out if you could be part of their portfolio, or even if you just want some advice, reach out via www.riserv.co.uk. Right, back to the show. Craig, welcome to The Rag Report. Hi, mate. It's good to have you in. We've just spent the last five minutes talking about how your quiff is now bigger than my quiff. Um, if, you're, if you're listening, you can't see it. If you're on YouTube, you know what we're talking about. But that is a hefty quiff. You should call it Big Quiff Recruitment instead yeah. of Big Fish. I've got a lot of Pepe Le Pew at the minute. I'm like a bit scarred. It's cut sides. It's a... Uh... It's, it's, it's a horror show at the minute. Yeah, uh, we've both we've both uh, stayed away from this, the coronavirus skinhead, but you have you've hacked away at the sides and back yourself. <laughs> I have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, unsuccessfully. Um, well, uh, we'll keep the yeah. keep the camera on front on. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, cool. I, I didn't I didn't go above here. That was basically as far as I went. So yeah, stay 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 front of camera and you look sharp. Um, yeah, Craig, uh, look. Uh, obviously, uh, there's so much we can talk about. We've got 25, 30 minutes. First question I ask everyone on the RAG Report, what the hell is your life like right now? And I want you to paint the picture. Tell us where you are, what you're up to. How is lockdown been for you? Um, personal and professional, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I have a baby, so so that's tough. One, yeah. working from home. Anyone who tells me that they, can, that they find it easy or they, you know, they've got this... Uh, magic trick to, to being able to work and have a baby around. They're, they're, I'm calling them a liar or I'm, I'm strangling them with jealousy of how they worked out. It's, it's so difficult. I, I, um, I, I take solace in the fact that it's a, you know, it's a great level. Though. So there's lots of people in my position that are struggling with that. Uh, same as COVID, you know, it takes no prisoners. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been pretty difficult working from home. I mean, I can work from home any time I want anyway, I own my own business, but I always prefer to go in and work. Um, Where do you base yourself normally? So I'm in a co-working space in Shoreditch. Right. And that was one of the things that's been a godsend is just coincidentally, I started my business the same time as six other guys that we all started pretty much on the same month in the same co-working space. And we all sit together every day. Um, there's lots of banter and it's, it's like going into work with you know, an office for the guys. So, 
it's been it's been great. I mean, that that was, we were sitting on sitting there on the Thursday before this happened, and lots of stuff on the news about COVID and what's going to happen, and we're all looking at each other saying, "Well, we're all right, you know, it's fine. We, we're not really that bothered." Came in on the Friday, and I don't know if it coincided with that was the day that the Premier League cancelled its matches, yeah. and that's just when it just fell off a cliff. You know, one by one, like dominoes. Oh, I've had this candidate that's been pulled. Clients just pulled this candidate. It was, it was. We were just sitting there on the Friday, thinking, "What, what has happened here?" Um, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, personally, like like everyone, I've my girlfriend's a teacher. My mum works in a care home. My girlfriend's dad is a doctor. Uh, my dad was in hospital for six days with COVID. So, like many people, you know, been touched really personally by it. So. Um, yeah, uh, business-wise, like, you know, I, I'm honest. I, anyone saying business as usual, not business as usual. You know, I had five candidates that were either placed or still within rebate. A um, couple of those cancelled straight away. One still good. One I deferred the payment. Uh, one I had an agency that were just they tried so hard to keep that candidate on, but they just couldn't do it. And I was grateful to them for that, but it just didn't work. So. Uh, I've I've managed to place two people during the lockdown. Um, so look, I, I don't mind saying it's two. That to some people they might go, oh, only two. Others might be thinking, how have you done two? I don't really know what everyone else is doing, but I've done two, and it, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> they, yeah, they've yeah. been on life science. So, um, but I've got the good thing is that the positive is this week I've got those involved through. I feel like there's been a little bit of a turn in the confidence. Um, it coincided a bit with, you know, Boris was a slightly bit more positive, wasn't he, last week? We're saying we've passed the curve and it seems yeah. to be that well, this... You come out and said Sunday night, so um, by the time this is going to be aired after the Sunday... Um, so if you're listening to this, yeah. you'll, you'll know what Boris says. We don't know because it's Friday. Um, but uh, Sunday night, talking about the how we're going to break through the restrictions, how we're going to start to move forward. If the data over the last few days has said that there is, um, there is enough evidence to suggest we are really moving out of the, the peak. Um, what, what, are you, what are you seeing? So you say there's more roles coming through, but let's go back a little bit, Craig, because I think mm. you, you'll probably have seen what I saw. So first few weeks, the reaction of recruitment agencies, quite rightly, was protection mode, right? What are we going to do? How are we going to save bottom line revenue? How are we going to still keep top line revenue? Um, we're going to use furlough scheme. We're going to make redundancies, and it was it was a it was a really a difficult time. Now there was a lot of people in a boat like you, small one man band, Rectorex, mm. making a lot of statements on LinkedIn mm. that you know <laughs> knee, knee jerk this and knee jerk that. I actually didn't like or agree with that because I thought mm. it's, it's a clever ploy to get candidates, but it's also you're going to piss off your future clients. I shied away from those comments. That I, I didn't do any of those. So I, yeah, I, but, I, I, but what I'm saying is, how did you? What was it like from your side having conversations about recruitment? Mm. Did you get anyone on the phone? Were they just ignoring you? Like, what was it really like from a rec to rex perspective, trying to navigate the first few weeks? Constantly speaking to candidates. Uh, the first few weeks, to be honest, the knee jerk, the candidates that came onto the market. I think everyone knows this. They were kind of guys that maybe didn't quite have a year's experience they were the guys that were last in so they were first out so the, the market was flooded but uh, with guys that I couldn't really help because how things were clients were saying they wanted people 
where if they're not going to press a button on an invoice to me unless they get a guy that's got three years experience that's billing 160, 170. So there's this whole catch-22 where there's all these guys I'm speaking to and I, as much as I could to help them, I, you know, I have them all you know, ready to speak to when, when things turn around. I'm constantly in contact with them as well. I try and make sure I do that with all the people I speak to. But I, I've not been able to help them. I can't. Um, but I mean, look, my thing would be if, if you... Look, at first, the, the stigma's gone from being furloughed. So at first, it's a little bit like, oh, I've been furloughed. There might be a bit, a bit of embarrassment there. That's gone because actually, if you furloughed, you're probably one of the lucky ones. You know, agencies have kept their A team and they've, they've, they've kind of furloughed the rest. However, if you've been furloughed and you are not speaking to somebody like me at the moment, have to be me. You know, hopefully, it will be me. But you know, if it's not me, if you're not speaking to somebody like me, you're crazy because once we get to June, July, and furlough scheme essentially could end, um, you could be without a job and you haven't been speaking to people like me or putting tentacles out there to, to make sure that you're set if that does happen to you. Me knowing the market as I do, if I was on furlough, I would be speaking to maybe a select two rectorex to just let them know that what I might be looking for if the worst happens and. Look, if then the furlough finishes and you go back to your agency and it's great, well, no harm done. Um, but you're, if you're on furlough and you're not speaking to people, I think you're crazy. No, I do think you're right there that people, you know, on furlough should be, they should be at least keeping their options open. What, what are your thoughts on the fact that, you know, when, what's going to happen when furlough ends in potentially end of June? You know, I think there's more chance of it ending at the end of June than people probably thought a month ago. Well, so I actually listening to some of your podcasts, trying to do my 5k best time round two in common. And I uh, was just constantly thinking, what am I, what am I going to do? One of the things is, um, you know, my, um, you know, my ROI to my clients is not just about finding the candidates, you know, I need to be adding value, you know, constantly where I can. So um, I had an idea to, to uh, do some webinars with clients, agencies in the sectors that I work in they were really successful. I was, I was so pleasantly surprised by how friendly everybody was, you know, I had, especially on life science and digital had 10, 11 agencies on each webinar and it's people that were competing in the market, helping each other with, you know, with the market. And, you know, and that was one of the discussions. So, you know, some of the things that were, were spoken about at those first webinars were, were is there going to be a second wave of furlough? Because there was a, there was an initial big wave of furloughs and then it was, you know, in May, June, is there going to be another a second wave? This doesn't, doesn't seem to be, um, which is good. So uh, that's been, you know, that's been good to see, but you know, once the furlough finishes, you're definitely going to have you definitely have people made redundant. It's going to, it's yeah. going to happen. So those people on furlough, they don't know if it's going to be them or not. So definitely should be speaking to people like me. There were there were lots of things that came from those from those meetings. That I think probably where I can add value to your listeners for this twenty minute slot is just some of those things that that we spoke about. So some of the the directors that we spoke to, they were having real trouble with the mental health, especially of their their top billers working from home, you know, because they're struggling with the fact that they, that there isn't anything they can do skilled as they are, the, the cliff, you know, things fell off a cliff. And so they, they mentioned that it's particularly their top billers that are at home that they're, they're really struggling to help. You know, they're, they're the ones that are kind of struggling with their, with their mental health. Um, 
a lot of discussion was about how how do you get you know how do you clear your ledger how do you get paid you can't you can't suddenly you've got a client with 10 10 runners you can't say if you don't pay us we're going to pull pull those contractors because where else are you going to morally where are those contractors going to go and you can't do that so the, the general consensus was that most of them are speaking to their clients with a softly, softly approach to see if actually they can get they can get paid first. Because um, some some of the some of the agencies that were on those webinars had like hundred grand, for some clients outstanding. So that's been a real tricky thing, and that was something that you know in the discussions there was no need for anybody to give any way give anything away in terms of like advantages in the market. Which actually that's how how amazing is that that they could all help each other with how to possibly get paid by their clients. So really glad I did it um, there's there, when it comes to when it comes to perms some really good ideas about what you can do with one of the ideas was uh, if you've usually got 20% of your clients if they want to take someone from you you do it at you do it at 2% but 2% a month so the client pays you 2% of that person's salary every month so they've not got an initial outlay and then if you think of it commercially at the end of that year it's 24% instead of 20 so some, some really good ideas like that to, to help their clients. But to still it's basically use. turning your perm business into a contract revenue, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, kind of the payment sounds after the direct debit thing. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, there's ways around it. I mean, so most, most of the clients I speak to after redundancies were on about one third of their staff had been furloughed. I had some clients saying they were at 60, sometimes 40% of, of revenue compared to what they were expecting. Some at 15, I'd say an average it was about 25, 30%. So, you know, people listening who are thinking, I wonder what, what everyone else is doing, um, and you want to compare, it's, it's averaging about 25, 30% that people were saying they were at. Uh, big things about how do we go back? Uh, there's uh, discussions about the, the, a German style of separating the office in in half or into thirds and people go back that group goes back goes in for 14 days the next group goes in for 14 days so there's a group of your office that are all, always self-isolating for 14 days as well which is quite a good idea uh, one client talking about a a uh, a color a color scheme color rotor so uh, a questionnaire to their workers to say Things like, you know, what do people that work in your house, what do they do for a living? Um, then essentially also, how do you feel about coming back? Putting each, each person upon their answers into a colour group and then saying, okay, so reds, you're going to be Monday and Tuesday. Blues, you're going to be, you know, just so you've got the right people in together at the, at the same time. Uh, yeah, uh, lots of um, different, a bit, the, the struggle, the, the tough thing with that is if, you know, how do you, if you if you ask one of your employees, will they come back into the office and and they don't want to because they're they're still scared? How do you deal with that? You know, you can't tell them, or can you tell them that they have to come in or they? You know, it's 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 a. It's a I think if you've been able to operate for this long without them being there, you've got to have to you're going to have to give some grace to say, well, we carry on for the people that don't want to be there. You've got to. Mm my opinion would be to just to, to keep let people that do do don't want to go to work to stay at home and well, mm. they've got to work but from home i yeah. think the challenge is going to be the rookie generation if you if you if you have a lot of trainees that are on mm. furlough and you decided not to let them go because you didn't want to but mm. bringing those guys back without 
the relevant structure and people around them could be tricky because you know a trainee in an empty recruitment office is very different than a trainee in a lively yeah a quick interruption of the episode to bring to you a message from our second sponsor which is odro odro as most of you probably know is the world's most powerful all-in-one video interview platform for recruiters used by thousands of recruiters worldwide and with some of the industry's biggest names amongst its client base odro is a video interview platform it was developed specifically to help agencies increase their revenues. The most innovative solution on the market, Odro's software helps recruiters to engage more talent, reduce time to hire, and most importantly, it helps you win business. You'll even get the ROI back from investing in Odro within just 45 days. It's designed to benefit everyone in the process, so from recruiters to clients to candidates, Odro's platform is improving the hiring process one interview at a time. We chose to partner with Odro because we felt like both brands, Hoxo and Odro, were in such a clear alignment in the way that we approach everything we do and how passionate we are about helping this industry grow. If you want to find out more about how Odro can help your agency transform its process and win more business, win exclusivity and drive revenue, then click the link on the podcast notes and every social post that goes out and they will, you will get a call back by one of the Odro guys. They're, they are awesome, and I'm sure they'll be able to offer some amazing value to your business. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. A trainee in an empty recruitment office is very different than a trainee in a lively Yeah, recruitment. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've had the government. I, I, I feel like some people are going to essentially almost be, almost be agoraphobic. You know, you've had the government scaring people to death for two months, saying, don't leave, this is why, and then suddenly saying, Okay, no, yeah, you can, you can, no, you can come in. It's uh, people are going to be scared. So, um, I, without something like David Brent, I, I thought of an analogy last week uh, around um, how the situation. Is. So, if you think, so, that's that about all of the agencies within the UK. Oh, uh, about David Brent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 80% of uh, all recruitment agencies were, were, were sub 10. Yeah. So if you think about the agencies that have maybe been affected the most, those sub 10 guys haven't really, cause the overheads weren't as big. So if you then think you've got a lot of those agencies that were, you've had some on, on your show, you know, there were 60, 70 that have gone down to five. The analogy I was thinking was, was, was like, like a marathon. So if you think of all those sub 10 agencies were all the club runners and the, and uh, you know the, uh, the the sponsorship guys, and then the the bigger agencies that are a plus ten were the the professional runners. Picture when you're watching the marathon on TV and you see the start line, and you see all of those people bunched up. Yeah, they're they're all the agencies, and if you then bunch back all those professional runners into that as well, you know, how does that look? You know, that's everyone bunched in people that have now gone back to be a you know, sub 10, so they're, you know, they're just, you know, they're just a club runner now. Um, and then, you know, further to that, how do you become, go from a club runner to a, a professional runner? And that's for the race, you train hard. So people need to be training hard now so that when the race starts, they can, they can move ahead. So uh, I just have that picture on TV of when the match, all those people crammed in, ready to go at the start line. So. It's an interesting way of looking at it. I think... I, I was fascinated by the fact that so many of the bigger boys and not even bigger boys, the guys that are in that chat, I call it like the challenger brand, you 50, 60, 70 heads were, were quite quickly leveling out. to the guys that were 10 to 20 and, you know, everyone's on a very level playing field. Like you, the way you look at it at the start of the race, I yeah. guess 
I'm just like, you know, for all the people that felt like they were smaller and they, you know, they were competing, they've, they've got an opportunity to level, level the playing field. And if, definitely, and if I, I just, I've always said it that I think work, the, the work ethic of your, you and your team in this period has got to be mm. number one. Like if you, yeah. if you decide that it's going to beat you, it'll beat you. If you decide mm. that you can, you can impact every day with the work that you do. And it, and it can't necessarily be about generating fees. And that's where the challenge comes in. Because mm. normally, like you say, I can see that's exactly why a top biller will have a big problem is that ego, I was a top biller, ego driven by your own consistency of hitting the board and yeah. that, that, that noise around your performance mm. to then, you know, to add value to your clients without necessarily getting a fee in return for, the, for two to three months. Yeah. Not only is that difficult for you to take, but then your bosses are looking at you as a cost yeah, that's yeah. not generated. It, it puts a lot of stress on the whole situation. Yeah. But the, the businesses that I think look long-term and play mm. a long, long game mm. are the businesses that will survive better. Because yeah. they're, and they're the ones I've always tried to work with and look for because I think marketing is a long play. Like, yeah. no one, you, cannot st- like, you can't start a brand and blow up the internet in three months. It's just not going to happen. Mm. You can make some amazing wins and dents, but mm. if you look at the way marketing filters down, it's a long play. It's a two, three-year journey at least to start really cementing some exciting stuff. Um, mm. Where sales has always been a short play. Recruitment has been yeah. a very short play. Um, mm. But the brands that thought longer term, I think they're going to ride this out or they have rode this out already much better. Yeah. Personally, what? this is what I don't want to be crass, but... This is, this is actually an opportunity for me. You know, lots of competitors that I had in, within Vectorec, seeing them letting people go and, and, and furloughing people, that just brings them closer to me. And lots of clients and agencies that I, do, I deal with and that also maybe the ones that I couldn't break into, I'm seeing they're letting, they've sadly, because there's some really good ones, they've let their internal recruitment teams go. So it's essentially a vacuum for me to, oh, Sean, I feel like a coiled spring ready for this bounce you know you know i've um i've i've hopefully positioned myself as a bit of a thought leader with the webinars with my clients i've got lots of candidates that i'm speaking to constantly i've got lots of guys that haven't been furloughed or haven't been made redundant and they're saying to me if we come out of this and we go back to five days working core hours eight or five i'm calling you so um i knew that i knew that yeah you know, are you going to go back to the office being told what to do by your employer if you're late mm-hmm. 20s, early 30s, and you've enjoyed the lifestyle you've had? Like, even look at you now with a young baby. Like, mm. I imagine getting out of the house is quite motivating for you, but mm. <laughs> being out of the house to the point where you don't see the baby on somebody else's watch could be a yeah. very big demotivator. And you, you might not even realize it until you've had this kind of break. Yeah, well, example of that would be, you know, we've been, I've been finding it tough, baby, work. Me and, me and my girlfriend, we're, we've, got a, we've got a garden and it's great. But we go to the park as well. And we had a little moment the other day where we just looked at each other and, you know, little baby, she's uh, 14 months. She's trying to chase dogs around, shouting, do-do. And it, the sun was shining and we just had a bit of a cuddle and said that we're probably, this is going to be such a, one of the most like amazing times we've ever had. And look how happy she is. And um, yeah, there's been, you know, that's you know around mental health it's not something that i'd kind of never really affected me but we worked back and realized the other the other day actually that on mondays i've been i've been a shit 
like even though everything's been mashed together and you don't really have weekends and days if we worked it back and on Mondays I was not good to deal with I think it was just the whole oh you know oh, here we go you know it's another it's tough again and uh just feeling it at home so so yeah that was something that I'd never thought about really and it's come to the fore with what's been happening so what sectors are are showing activity now i think obviously people will speculate but let like, mm. you're in the know-how so where, where are where is the most activity you don't have to name names of companies but what sectors yeah. are recruiters <laughs> if anyone recruiters are looking or thinking of looking what, what sectors are the type uh, are hot now for me it's life science um i made a lot of placements i'll be honest so uh, like i said i sent you before this started you know, I, I started in when someone says i'll be honest usually means they're not going to be <laughs> um you know but i uh but in may last year i uh, i had to google life science no idea what life science was i had to google it and then last year i'm nearly just close being the, the the sector that i made the most placements in so I know what a good recruiter is. I know what questions to ask a recruiter. So, yeah. um, but luckily, I've built up some really good relationships with with clients within life science. So, so yeah, that's that's where we've. I've picked up roles this week in uh, uh, HR, education, um, uh, AI, robotics. Uh, just yeah, like different. You know, there's 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 definitely stuff coming through this week. So, yeah, awesome. there's, there's bits out there. What, what what's uh what's what's a guy who's got a background in construction and, and all the different markets doing setting up a ret to like what why have you done that um i did not want to be managed or manage anymore i had 11 years at the same agency very loyal came to the point where i was disillusioned um wanted to do something else didn't want to work in the sectors really that i've been working in uh, I didn't want to go and be a, a, a rookie tech consultant somewhere. You know, that's not for me. So uh, I said this to you before we went on, you know, here's, you know, wanky comment coming up, but you know, make to make it's not difficult. It's not actually that hard. Um, analogy might be that, you know, if a scientist decides to do life science recruitment, they know the sector. So they're amazing at that. They've just got to learn how to do recruitment. Well, I, I don't have to learn the sector. I know recruitment. And I know how to do recruitment. So I just, the, the, the best advice I got from anyone when I was asking friends was, um, you might not want to hear this part. <laughs> it is important later on, but, you know, just they said to me, forget about, you know, at first branding and do you have to do, have this in place, that in place, just get on the phone and make deals. So I, I've only ever put three grand into my business at the beginning. That's it. And I did a placement after three weeks. I put fifteen hundred quid into Hoxha. I, yeah, I, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not someone who says spend loads on your brand, and I think your brand mm. is important early doors. But everyone, when you're in an industry where you can pick up the phone and generate revenue mm. early, why wouldn't you start with that? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. You, but branding uh, is very important. Then, as you go on, I, I totally understand it. No, I something that really helped me actually early doors. People may have seen it on LinkedIn, but I didn't want to do the usual rec to rec golf day football tournament. So I did a, I did a, the, the, the great British recruitment agency Bake Off. So I had 10 agencies in a Bake Off competition in a tent that's in Southwest London, which is exactly like the TV series. Really? Um, yeah. And on the build up to that, each agency had to invite me into the office and they did an internal competition. So I was a, an inverted commas judge and I, so I got really fatty in the cakes, but 
I, I then posted those visits onto my LinkedIn. So it gave me some, you know, uh, exposure. It gave them my clients uh, exposure. I don't mind telling people who a lot of my clients are. Anyone, anyone else can ring them up. Some of them got, had people approach them from that. And I'm absolutely cool with that. I'm not going to be charging for that. It was fine. But I had, you know, I had a couple of weeks after that, like, people calling me Bake Off Boy when I phoned them and stuff, which is <laughs> better than Big Fish Boy, I guess. But um, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's really important. And I have so many things planned for this year, which have been put on hold. Like everyone, I've got so many ideas running through my mind that, and, and things we were going to implement that we just had to hold off on. So, but we'll be doing them. Very good. What, what have you learned most about yourself in this lockdown? Oh, wow. Um, just that uh, I don't know. I'm, I always knew that I was quite a positive person, but in the worst thing that's happened to us since World War Two, I seem to be able to find positives everywhere. Um, that's a trait I'd always be looking for when I start to think about you know bringing partners in and and um, and you know employing people. It's it's that it's not. I don't mean coming in in lycra dressed like Mr. Motivator and jumping around and you know everything's positive and. There's a couple of guys we, you know, that I work with. We have, we think it's funny that you know, if you ever speak to a recruiter and say how are you doing, they always say yes, yeah, going great. But it can't be going great for everyone. <laughs> you know, everyone says oh, it's going great. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, being just be, I've just been positive, and I think it's helped me massively. I love that. One thing I've learned is that uh, in this pandemic, not I don't think it's about myself necessarily moving forward, but I found the conversations in work much easier than the conversations outside of work. And the reason is there's just more stuff going on in the recruitment market to talk about. Whereas when I ring my mum and I keep, <laughs> it's the same chat every time. How have you been? She whinges about the, the fact that there's a queue at Lidl and that she's, you know, she's going stir crazy now. And I don't blame her. Like she's, she's had a tough time because we lost my yeah. uncle, but it's Sorry. the same chat and you, you know, you ring your brothers up and you don't really want to talk about your own job. They don't want to talk about their job. So it's like, yeah, I'm all right. Not much on Netflix, no football. Yeah. And it, it is like, even your mates, but your colleagues and like my wife, she's quite busy at work. So we've bounced off each other a lot, but I found that keeping busy in the market has been a real sanity check for me. Um, mm. Revenue wise hasn't been like, you know, we've, we've, mm. we've not gone up, we've gone down, but everyone has, but and anyone is just different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's certain businesses that might have like, you know, mm. video platforms have probably gone up and there's certain mm. things that have gone up, but on the whole, everyone's revenues down. I've spent more time on this podcast than ever before. I've loved it. It's always been my favorite thing to do in the week and now I get to do it every day and I, and I don't think I can step back from that now. Yeah. Um, You've been doing Greg, lots of quizzes. Yeah, do you know what? I've not been on enough quizzes. I've only been on a couple. And I, I, I'm not very good at them. I've worked that out. Yeah. I, was, I, told a couple of, I told a couple of clients about this so they can use it with their you know, quizzes they do with their staff members. And uh, it was really good the other day. So one of the, one of the rounds on the quiz were, so some, a family member went through everyone's Facebook going back 10 years and got lots of old comments and then read out the comments and said, whose comment is this from Facebook? <laughs> and it was good. There was some like, so I, I didn't realize how angry I was about X Factor, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> oh. um, so that's a good idea for a round of the quiz. You can have that one. Yeah, I'll take that. Right. Well, look, yeah. that, that, we'll round off on that. Get on your quiz, get on your Facebook. And uh, you could even take like obscure photos. You could be like, who was this? Because there's so much yeah. shit that went on in the early 2010s. Yeah. 
I, tra- yeah. I was traveling Asia back in 2011 and everything was on Facebook. So yeah, please yeah. don't have a look. Um, <laughs> but look, thanks, mate. I pre- appreciate you um, taking the time out. Um, I'm, I'm hoping people reach out to you as a result of this, um, whether you're a recruitment owner and you, you know, you, you're impressed by what you've heard with Craig and you wanted to find talent or you're a recruiter and you, you're interested in the chat about the market. You're open. Even if there's no business related benefit, you're still open to a conversation. I imagine. Yeah. Probably about 80, uh, well, I would say 80%, probably more 50% of my day has been talking to people about the market. So yeah, anyone that is a candidate on furlough, clients that might be looking for people, you know, guys that are thinking about, there's lots of people in their bedroom now that have been working from home that are thinking about starting up. Think we're thinking about where I can add value. I'm, I'm, I've just done it. Um, yeah. And I didn't spend a lot doing it and um, I can help people with that as well. So yeah, I'm open. You're a legend, mate. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll, I'd love to have you back on and do the full rag episode when, uh, when we're back to normal. Yeah. Well, have you used that bit of kit I asked you to use to make me sound less common though? Have you, have you, have you used that? No, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think there's there's no kit available, I'm afraid. <laughs> but look, thanks so much, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for everyone listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. As always, I ask for one thing. Not I don't want any money to listen. I want you to share the show. Get it out to more people. Together, we're going to come through this a lot stronger. It might be that half an hour message that someone needs to pick themselves up and have a better day, better week, and, and, and feel good. Um, I'll be back again with another episode very, very soon. In the meantime, stay safe, and I'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Hoxo Media. We are the world's number one inbound marketing agency exclusively focused on helping the recruitment industry. Myself and my business partner started the business in 2017, having been recruiters for seven years before. We felt that the recruitment industry back then needed to change and that marketing was going to play a huge role in the way that new and existing recruitment organizations won business and stood out in such a crowded marketplace. In three years, we've now worked with over 200 organizations around the world. We reach a huge audience with both this podcast and content online. And we have over 55 recruitment agencies right now. We're managing the marketing force. That involves strategy, content creation, distribution, systems process, and leads generated. Having been recruiters and marketeers, We can not only build your brand, but we're also able to connect it to your sales team and ensure that leads are generated as a result of marketing. There's a clear ROI that leads to sales activity. But we also understand recruitment businesses. That's small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large businesses in all sectors. We understand you, we've done the job, and we can build campaigns that are super relevant to what you need as a business right now. We've also recently launched the Hoxo Academy, which is designed to help recruitment owners, recruiters and marketeers learn from the work that we do so that you can action some of this stuff in-house on your own. The Academy has been launched in May 2020 and has already had an amazing uh, response from the market and it's only going to grow one way. So if you're interested in either having Hoxo support, you build your marketing as as a supplier that acts as part of your team or you want to be trained by us on how to do it yourself, then get in touch. Visit www.hoxomedia.com and register your interest on our homepage. We will then get back to you within 24 hours and arrange uh, an introductory call. Thanks again for listening to this show. Every single one of you means so much and we will see you again soon.